0: Developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. This is a special Perceptive Readers Podcast this week in hopes to help anyone who felt wronged, but no one ever listened. Now, oh, and I'm James Lynch, by the way. Now, the reason why I'm doing this uh, podcast, it is hope to help anyone who may have been bullied, uh, uh, persons who maybe have tried to help them, you know, psychologists and things of the likes. And I want to share something with you because I do realize that with people experiences in life. Some really do have them in a unique way where very few persons went through it so that they could actually uh, put it down and lay it out as to uh, this is what happens. And this is the effect that it has on certain mindsets and also to share with you that uh, the elevated thinking of the good book really goes to show See, the elevated thinking of the good book can even address even these unique situations. And sometimes, either because of ignorance or even a lack of love, that if it's not applied, then guess what? You're just not going to get the results that you want, you see, uh, that you may sincerely desire. And that's the fact of the matter. That's why we have Jesus' words Because he addresses matters in ways. And then there are other books in the Bible, you know, written from Paul that went on to go to show. As some people would say, well, if you don't, if you didn't treat this person this way, then once again, what did you think was going to happen? Okay, now, starting with persons. Who have been. Bullied, You see uh, persons who have uh, been set up as a scapegoat, so to speak, practically all their life. Do you know what type of effect that has on the person? Well, what it has on a person is they've noticed that whenever it came time, most of the time, no matter what the situation was for. They always got blamed for it, many times because of not being a popular crowd and things of that nature. And that's a fact. You can talk to psychologists about it and psychiatrists and other persons who realize and have dealt with such persons. Now, you may say again, uh, well, uh, what did they do wrong? See, that's my whole point. Uh, you don't know also. What the person was enduring in their life, what was going on in their household or anything, you see. And that's another reason, as I talk about the elevated way of treating people, uh, it, that's the reason why it has to be done other than, uh, some of these, uh, mastermind concoction plans, you see, uh, to do this or that that turns into experiments. Now I'm going to tell you about this because as I said before, there are people uh, who do take up that very honorable uh, role of trying to help others in these situations. And, and you know, I've always said again, I just uh, admire such a spirit of such ones, those genuine spirit of such ones and how they know they have to keep the balance and I use the term of the Hippocratic Oath that, you know, Doctors and healthcare workers take the time to say again that, you know, uh, they don't want to do no additional harm. And so that's why they listen to their patient. You see what I'm saying? And they uh, try to prescribe the best method of helping them. Okay. And so there are ones, as I said before, that in their life, they really have noticed, uh, that once they were tagged the the scapegoat, then there were even at times friendships and things of that nature, that the reason why they went so along with what the popular crowd, you see what I'm saying? Um, was doing was just because of the whole way that the circumstances and the situation and environment was actually set up around them that even then they really were no longer going to get the intimacy, the the type of help that really made the person their good or best friend in the first place. Because now, uh, whether someone used their authority upon their on your friend or not to cause them to have to, you see, uh treat you in a certain way, remember persons who are empathetic some people say empathic and something oh they feel it they feel it over time it's like so they just uh, take what they can but it still is not that same type of touch that intimacy that they had at first even though they may not have said it because what you start realizing no something is missing here and sometimes once again uh what the person ends up realizing is that, no, this has now turned into, for some, more of a opportunity uh for the person now to just be looked at more like a case subject rather than just a friend or human being that could, you know, really still just be helped by the very loving things and loving way that they did things at first to help them, you see. And so I want to share something else with you with being um tagged a scapegoat. And this is another fact that sometimes people don't hear about. So I'm telling you, psychologists, this and stuff like that. You know, sometimes they are or where most of the time they remember being a scapegoat. You get blamed for everything, even things that happen. Everywhere, it, over here, over there, and it, and it's always, uh, uh, your fault, uh, you know, and it, they'll make it your fault. So what do they end up using sometimes? Once again, lies, slander, and exaggeration. And so here you go again with, in this nature, it attracts even more people who would just end up being opportunists towards you. You see opportunistic uh, uh, towards you. It's not uh, as genuine as, you know, some persons would say. And so normally people in their establishing personal boundaries and things and they, you know, they're just a certain process or a way that they have to do things. When you agree, I'm sure you do this. All you reasonable listening uh, persons to this podcast. You have every dignified and conscious right to set boundaries with the way that you get to know persons and see once again depending on whether you of a certain class or not that is acceptable that is reasonable but then if you get placed in this type of situation where you know where a lot of persons get bullied and gang stalked and stuff like that they take that away from you so Really, you end up being in a catch 22 situation. And so you will find yourself at times, you will get blamed for things. You'll even take the blame for it. You see, you'll even, uh, uh, you know, know that certain arguments were started on purpose, even though you blew off all the many attempts beforehand where then where you finally reacted in such a way uh, that you may have then turned around and stripped that person of their dignity of what you said to them. So can it still really be discounted that for the longest time, persons were actually trying to egg you on in that way? See, when you're tagged as a scapegoat, then persons act like you don't deserve it. And they'll also, once again, leave out information. They'll leave out the information of all your attempts to, once again, make things right, do things right, even apologize in this way or that way. But as I said before, once a opportunistic spirit becomes comes over a person then they won't always report those those actions of yours why because they're more just looking for now anything that basically is still covered under jesus ransom sacrifice to make a, a, a situation fit that you're no good person even though you're very much still precious in God's eyes. And see, and, and something, you know, I know I've been using this expression um, quite a bit here lately, but it, 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 there are once again many <coughs> things that would fall in the category of being worse to you. Well, all I'm going to say is, <coughs> in this case, nothing worse is taking someone who is precious to God <coughs> and putting them under the care under someone who is actually just going to be opportunistic. See, these things happen sometimes that this is the reason why I want to encourage you uh, psychologists <coughs> uh, and people who are in these type of mental health fields is this. Never Sacrifice the person, that precious mind under your care in order to get good marks, in order to become, you know, of highly esteem. You see, in other words, to climb the corporate ladder to to speak, you know, keep that spirit in mind that why did you pick this field in the first place? Was it once again just to make yourself uh elevated in money and fame and things of that nature? <clears throat> uh most likely not <clears throat> now once again, you appreciate uh the money because remember a worker is certainly uh worthy of their wage, you see. And you help somebody in that way. Oh, yeah, um, you should be able to eat well. You see what I'm saying? Uh, get vacations and all sorts of things of that nature. Uh, you just want to always keep the spirit of what that type of role entails still. And you don't never want to fall into the opportunistic trap. You see, what happens again at times is, and this has happened, it, a, a cycle has been created with different persons at times. Uh, once they get labeled this actually schemed out label, uh, a plan to just make this person the ills of all everything that's going on, or going on around and things of that nature, then from that point on, it's like the book of James mentioned. You murdered that person. You killed that person. You killed that person's reputation. All right. Now, the point is the person still has God, you see. Uh, yet, remember, uh, these things are certainly not right uh, that would be in any field and especially in the sanctuary. You know, sometimes persons uh, will take anything uh, uh, that you have, you know, that you have done, uh, mistakes you have made or what have you. And from that point on, like I said, once your reputation is thoroughly uh, uh, with mud on it or what have you, uh, they'll continue just to want to keep on having you in the picture so that it actually just makes them look good. You see, and we know that isn't, um, that isn't right. And you see, and at that point, let's say if a person did wrong you. Okay. And you told the person, you know, you wronged me. Um, I'm upset with you or what have you. And, and, you know, let's say the person say that they're sorry or the person say or don't say that they're sorry. OK, what do you do at that point? See, so you, you actually have a choice. And this is the uh, this is the example that once, like I say, in the sanctuary actually uh, said you actually have a choice. You can apply first. You see what still what Jesus words were saying in Matthew chapter five, even Matthew chapter 18. You can also apply. You see uh, what Colossians talk about just letting love cover over and things of that nature. Now, if that doesn't work uh, for you. Uh, then does that still give you the right and authority to set up a schemed out vendetta to hurt that person? Uh, it, not only, you know, for that day, but then to scheme out, scapegoat someone where you really have condemned that person, uh, to be affected by crimes, crimes committed against the persons, uh, not only crimes against humanity, those type of things, but then you have assault of different nature. See, these things can actually happen. And all because of once again, the riff or disagreement that came between, uh, you two, which for all, you know, once again, uh, God, his word, he said vengeance is his. And so you could yield it to him. But if you don't and I've explained this before, if you don't yield your wrath to God and you take it upon yourself, you actually do lose your your, your right, your claim, you see what I'm saying? uh For certain processes and justice, you see what I'm saying? That could have been done in another matter. You really do. And, and he, here is why. Because God said yield place to the wrath, to me. And then if you don't. I mean, now, see, that's there's an end quote from your place of the route, you see. But then if you don't, what happens then? Well, there's another passage in Proverbs that just talk about do not be basically gloating over the downfall of another person because God will hear it. And then you should be worried about. Turn around and then put all those plagues upon you. See, and that's what happens when persons go off on vendettas. They already taken that. No, I'm not relying on God. I'm not going to. I'm going to hurt this individual. And then you put that individual that you were mad at or felt justified with complaint. You see. Um, under now, God's still safety net and care because that person too, you'll find out, you know, in this day and age, that bullied person is also still precious in God's eyes. You see, it's precious in God's eyes. So you can always relate once again. Your, uh, feelings and things of that nature. Uh, but here is what, you know, I just want to say in closing is this. You know, it's kind of hard, uh, for some anyway, to claim such a righteous stance. You see, um, saying that they want to do this for God or what have you, but then do and carry out so many crimes the so-called get that person that they done lost their righteous standing. You see that happens. And so you want to really keep in mind as always that if you just leave things in God's hands, you see, he will take care of matters in the way that you know he's going to take care of them and you know and I found from personal experience you don't have to concoct plots and schemes and stuff what you still use as I've always said is your public declaration of defending your faith and defending your conscience and things of that nature and you can use God's word you can use the laws of the land and things of that nature. See, but all those things, according to God, you see, I keep using the word public de- declaration. It, it's not no scheming and things of that nature. No, you're making clear, uh, what you're doing, you know, why, um, why you're doing it and things of that nature. Because one other, um, item that is talked about, You know, in this day and age, if you read uh, the time period that we live in about the unreasonableness of it all, excuse me, is that persons once they really say, well, I got to totally rein in the way that I do my process of personal boundaries and things of that nature. If you don't abide by reasonable, uh, verification and things of that nature, you're still showing that no, you don't really want to, uh, resolve it. Maybe because of pride or what, what have you. It may be, uh, but all the same, I always said that's th- these person's options. That, that's their options. So that's what they, uh, wa- want to do or what have you. But all the same, know that you still have God who is viewing you as precious and actually knowing your situation. And I'm going to at first, I was going to uh, stop and I'm going to share one other thing with you because I I just like to make this clear from time to time. How did they get there? How? How? did they get there? There are certain even occupations today. uh, um, And I told you there's prophecy that talks about some of these occupations as well, where, you know, persons have made very lucrative livings and they have been able to uh, really, uh, you know, when it comes to personal boundaries and the way that they're going to do things, uh, it it works for them and it has to work for them. And yet, (laughs) you know, because of their success, uh, different people mention different things that these persons may have done in life and this and that. But this is what I'm going to share with you on this, on how did they get there? I'm going to tell you. How some of them got there. See, it's nice as people say there's a great awakening right now where people are hearing and understanding matters that they never did even think about. It didn't even cross their mind before that they're understanding now. But let me tell you what was happening while the majority of the world was asleep, mind you. I'll tell you what was happening. See, some of these persons who had that touch, God's spirit, if you will, the creativeness, uh, the mind of God and the way of viewing things and and, and what have you. These were the ones, many of them, these were the scapegoats. These were the ones who were the bullies, uh, who who were bullied from young ages and things in the nature. And so what did they end up doing? They realized after they saw enough times when they spoke up, how it was still, oftentimes their fault or nobody was going to give them nothing because they, they see as they've used the word this year again, where they, they call it, uh, it was along the lines of describing mass hypnosis of the masses. Now this doesn't mean everybody's walking around like a zombie, but they're still basically saying, uh, yes, uh, the documentary on the Matrix is very much true on how people can be controlled and manipulized uh, by propaganda and stuff of that nature. And so they learned these things. They really saw for what it was. And so with the, then the knowledge and what they were in doing at the time, they said, look, I gotta do what I gotta do or I won't even be on this earth long. See, this is the type of situation persons get in. You see? And so the whole point is, uh, the, 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 the popularity, or sometimes they say the, the good old boys club and all this stuff like that, what have you. See, can really mess a person, you know, up if they don't really know how to maneuver, uh, such matters. But see, at the same time, as I told you, peer pressure has been used to such an extent. At times, that it even causes genuinely good people to allow atrocities to happen. Genuinely, genuinely good people. And I'm here, and then again, it's, it's stated, it's all in the interest of, uh, where, you know, you should just listen or you should just obey and, and this and that. And the point is, you don't know At times, whether it's an opportunistic person telling you or not, and they're just, once again, misusing their authority. Now, granted, you have persons, uh, you know, I talk about um, in authority that as they, they get older or what have you, they've always kept the right mindset, but then the ones that they have around them or under them, they relied heavily upon, tell me the truth of the matter. Tell me the fact of the matter. And because some in ignorance or had that opportunistic, you know, um, spirit come over them, really wasn't making things clear. Now, let me say something again. You know, I just talked about how did they get there? And I talked about creative people and and things of the nature. There was one man and some persons were wondering why uh, you know he had such a interest in you know musical or, or art or theater and yes even writing even writing you see uh, uh 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 fictional books and things of that nature you see but you know what the man would say you see to ju- to just a very few and I'm going to share this with you is the point of the whole premise was, well, you know, by actually engaging in these other activities of life and even writing about fiction, it keeps him honest. Or let me quote, it keeps me honest when it comes to all these other matters like the, the spiritual matters. Okay, what well, you probably want to understand further about that. Well, here's the point. Recreation and relaxation, what does it do? It gives you an opportunity to recharge, does it not? And it it gets you rest. So in other words, if you're feeling drained, you've been doing something for a month, two months, three months. And, you know, some persons uh, say, I've never had a vacation. Some persons say they've been working seven days a week. Longer than what they, you know, wish they could without no break. How is that enjoying the fruits of their labor as the scripture is calling it? But, you know, to teach his own, but I want But see, here's the, uh, whole point. When you go on these different activities or so engaging them, um, from gardening to, uh, running to listening to music to, to having a night on the town and stuff like that, it gets out. All sorts of what people would call (coughs) uh, a pent up energy, and in that way, in the in the right type of environment, (coughs) and and, and you're fine. Now, if that energy sometimes uh, stays pent up in the the mind and um, (coughs) you know body, then what? It may come out um, (coughs) in in other areas. Uh, This is what I mean. (laughs) During recreation environments and stuff, you do a lot of laughing and joking, right? Right. Um But if you're in <clears throat> um, a situation like I described early, like psychologists and psychiatrists are in where somebody, you know, may be on your couch or what have you <laughs> as they listen, you know, telling the problems, uh, then you're just not going to use that time for joking and laughing, you know, uh, you know, keeping in context what I'm talking about as far as the seriousness of the matter. And you're going to do you see <clears throat> what is necessary in all seriousness uh, is not going to be playtime for you. But see, you know, one of the reasons why you're able to keep that uh, type of seriousness and putting the um, import of what it should be on the situations because you're balancing other areas of your life. And so along with that, you know, this same person that I told you about uh, from time to time, you see, he would get asked to look into this situation or that situation. And guess what? Sometimes the situation would be again on some of the persons that, <laughs> have endured maybe, you know, traumatic things in their life. Okay. And so because now they, these persons are dealing with this or that, you see, they sometimes, uh, just weren't the friendliest of people in the world. You see? And so, uh, at times, you know, certain people just didn't like these ones. But anyway. Uh, this person had to, you know, uh, find out certain matters at times. <coughs> now, in one, you know, report, <coughs> he <coughs> he had wrote you know, over explaining about a certain situation. And again, he just stuck to the facts. Of exactly, this is what was said, this is what he said, this is what the other person said. You see, um, didn't, you know, uh put the opinion, his opinion with the matter or anything. And at one point, uh during, you know, the conversation with the ones who wanted to know uh, what was going on with this situation, uh they actually uh said uh a couple of statements that weren't accurate, okay uh one of the statements was basically being all built upon what was already heard from you know other persons, which the person who was basically placed in charge of uh to find out uh had said no, this wasn't the case when he had found out when he talked with the person about this and that, and then. It was something because see this is a technique used and I can't remember what it was called before where you'll be asked something and you'll get the an answer and then a little while will go by and then they'll basically reword it and say it in another way just to see um, what you're going to say you know to throw you off guard or to expose lying okay see now you see why I'm telling you about. Their whole statement from ten twenty minutes ten fifty minutes ago where I say the person said it see it keeps them honest because this the techniques basically was done on this man where the statement coming back around was once again going to make the person who was you know uh accused of certain things uh look bad if the man was to say, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, when that statement came back around and uh, and 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 made it and was actually putting words in the person's mouth of saying, "You said this person, and the person said, "No, this is not what the person said. This is not what the person did or what happened." And then the person was asked, "Well, is there anything?" else and then the person said no and and then the person was asked well what do you think you know the situation uh is going to be or, or your opinion of, or what could happen and then the person just briefly said well <laughs> you know what they thought on what would happen it wasn't still being in the slanderous type of way or what have you was just saying that now i'm I'm stating that with you Because basically what was related near the end of everything is that the person who was gathering the information or reporting to this other person who, you know, really needed the information that they were satisfied with the way the whole uh, investigation, if you will, uh, was done. And was glad that the person was, you know, was straightforward, honest in the facts. You see now, why did I just share all this uh, with you again to go to show you, you know, you people who deal with mental health issues? I mean, you know, actually help you know, in the honorary, you know, <laughs> um, honorable positions and stuff like that is this sometimes you see you, you're placed in situations and even the persons that ask you this, no matter how their demeanor may come off or what have you, they're not asking you these things because they want you to make up stuff all of a sudden. Whereas You know, I, I know, like I said, we talked about opportunistic type persons, but I'm not talking about that. Sometimes, Once again, all they're doing is going through the process of making sure that they do get the accurate facts. And so if you don't agree with something that was just said because you know the facts, you are not being disobedient because you spoke up, even if it's for someone who's already been labeled as Worthless, dregs of society, uh, scapegoat or what have you, uh, gang or what have you. That's not always the case. You will certainly have more of a higher view, if you will, of matters. And, you know, God sees it. It's not disobedience to actually state the truth of the matter, the facts of the matter. And so, with all that being said, this is why, one of the reasons the man said, all his other, you know, creative activities, if you will, keeps him honest. Thank you for being on this Perceptive Readers podcast this week with me. And I hope this helps somewhere. And for all who did not have the uh Feel they did not have the help when they were growing up or otherwise, uh, uh, suffered many things. God knows this. And I know in this, uh, world today, sometimes they feel like, man, there's just, no, you know, from certain persons, uh, they throw you away just like that, just like that. And yet, Jesus ransom of sacrifice, of uh, covers you for the very things that humans will throw you away for. See, when you're sincere like that, that is the fact of the matter. How do we know? What? Who does the scripture say Jesus spent a lot of time with? You see, who he ate dinner with? Why did he eat dinner with those types of, once again, individuals and groups at times? You see, as I've always said before. Jesus know not only see how they got there, but even you see why eternally they got there as well. And look how he was so ready to offer them mercy. You see, thank you for being here again on the Perceptive Readers Podcast you have a very wonderful week and you take good care of yourself okay you have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast remember until next time if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better it becomes your reality